Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Grace Dmuk here in the house singing along to the intro music. Um, we're going to invite calls 0800 150 811. Ava Living, remember, uh, giving a prize of an Oklahoma Joe's Blackjack Charcoal Kettle Grill. You could win that. And it could come from this segment where we have Grace in studio. Welcome in, Grace. Thanks for having me. It's fun times, eh? Yeah, it's cool to be here. You're really relaxed. For, for a high-level sports person, you're really <laughs> relaxed and chilled. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole reason this happened was, I'm going to say two or three months ago, I saw on Instagram you started a new Instagram page. Oh, yes. And yes. you said you want to get back in touch with your creative side and yep. into storytelling. And I said, come and tell your story with us. And you said, okay. Yeah. And it's happening. And I'm appreciative of that. Um, so the reason I do these things is I, I like people to get to know our national representatives right? and pretty much all people out there know about you is you're a goal shoot you play for the Mystics the Silver Ferns you sort of came out of nowhere but that's it that's yeah. sort of all we know um, so we want to learn a bit about you and that connection with the fans is important to the Ferns and I think if we can just tell little people about what makes you tick and all that sort of stuff would be cool so in my research um, born to Nigerian parents they went to South Korea and then came to New Zealand. What was their journey from Nigeria to South Korea about in the first place? Yeah, it's a bit of a long story, and I'm sure my dad could probably say it better, but from what I have been told, it was kind of just like um, in Nigeria, and then my older sister was born there, and then they moved to South Korea, and they were um, missionaries, mm-hmm. and there was a big community of African and African-American people there at the time, um, quite a few, like... Um, like army um, placements there as well. And so it was a small community. They were in Itaewon and they had a restaurant there and they would do um, like fellowship with people and make African food for people who obviously you couldn't get anywhere else really in South Korea. Um, And the New Zealand thing kind of came about when Helen Clark, oh, actually it's a long story. My sister was um, at the age where she was getting into um, preschool and she was struggling a bit. Obviously the language barrier is a thing and culturally like this is back in the late 90s like she's a young black girl in South Korea obviously she was struggling at school a little bit and so they were looking at moving um and then Helen Clark visited South Korea and it was all over the newspapers and there was photos of New Zealand and my dad tells me the story that he said that he saw New Zealand in the newspaper and he thought it was a beautiful place to live and raise children and so he just started looking into how he could move to New Zealand yeah Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And never look back, really, because you didn't go somewhere else. No, never look back. Apparently, Ireland was on the cards, and I'm very glad that we ended up here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there's six kids in your family. 
Yeah, one of six, yeah. And two lots of twins. That is correct, yeah. Yeah, and I said, oh, it must have been IVF kids, but you said, no, like like producer Sam's been um, having eggs like with double yolks. It's like your parents are double yolkers. They must be, yeah. So I'm hoping that I'm not the same because I don't know how I'd be able to handle that. But um, <laughs> yeah, two sets of twins, yeah. Where did you go to school? Have you always been in Auckland? Yeah, always born and raised West Auckland, very proud to be a Westie. Um, and I went to primary at Newland Primary and then Block of the Bay Intermediate, which is like up the road. And then I went to ACG Sunderland for two years and then finished off at Avondale College. Cool. Did you enjoy school? Love school. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And you played netball at a young age, but probably just for fun, like most kids do. Yeah. And I've always been fascinated. Um, athletics was yeah. one of your things. What yeah. did you love? What did you like about athletics? It was just so much fun. I think it was obviously something different and for me, my discipline was high jump and I just like an individual sport where the pressure's all on you. So there is that element that's quite um, challenging, but also just being able to do something different. And obviously I was quite tall and so I loved jumping and being aerial. So I just really enjoyed high jump. And then being part of the wider team, like supporting your mates in their other disciplines and going away on trips and just getting to know people like it was a really cool environment. Mm, yeah, we, and athletics is a really good grounding for other sports, isn't it? Because yep. it's about speed, it's about power, it's about training, it's about discipline, and it, it's mm. it's a good building base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Were you good at high jump? Um, I'd say I was good. I like I went to like um, I did like Auckland champs, and I've done like school representing, and I went away um for like the um that the like national like athletics competitions. I think my PB, like when I back, when I stopped and like stopped when I was like seventeen. I think my PB was like one seventy five, so like not amazing, not bad. I do think though, if I was able to train and like take it further, you never know what could have happened. Oh, yeah. you could have climbed. What could have been? This is my what could have been story. I could have been, you know, the next best thing. No, definitely not. But <laughs> but I really did enjoy it, and I wish I could have done it for longer. Yeah. What were the challenges of being? Um, you talked about the challenges of your older sister in South Korea. Did you face challenges? You know, you would have stood out through yeah. school. Yeah, I definitely did. It's kind of like I wouldn't say it's all a blur now, but it definitely was a very long time ago. And I think, like, I have like to say that inherently kids are quite mean. And so, obviously, in a primary school in West Auckland, and here is just like me and my what does my um, four other siblings, they called us five under five. So all of us were at school at the same time. So there's this bunch of like black kids at this primary school and obviously you're going to be different and there's going to be a little bit of, um, you know, like prejudice or just kids don't know any better, haven't learned any better. So I definitely did struggle a bit going through school, but I think as I got older and um, got to decide who I spent my time around, you definitely surround yourself with like better people. Yeah. And so what was your netball involvement at? Uh, how old were you when you first took to a netball court? I honestly want to say I was playing netball in primary school, like very poorly, and because I n- never played like club netball through primary or intermediate, so I was just playing because our school had a team and it was like something to do at lunchtime. Yeah. And you played midcourt. Someone told me. Oh, I th- I think I said that I may have been a wing D at <laughs> primary school, which honestly is just a joke now and. Was probably as, as bad as I played wing D then, I'd probably play it just as bad now. So, yeah, definitely not a good sight. You talked about uh, the, the the individualness of high jump. Like, you did have your wider team, but the focus is on you to jump. I yep. feel like the most individual position in netball is probably 
goal shoot as well. Yeah. Um, while you're part of the team, everyone focuses on you. Yeah, definitely. I think netball is a massive team sport and you've got to be able to, um, you know, play as a team. But I think goal shoot for sure, the buck kind of stops with you. Like if you don't get the shots in, the shots don't go in. And so that's definitely a massive individual component. Mm. We've got Grace Nwiki in studio for the next 40 or so minutes. Any questions, get them in on double eight double three, the Tampa Bay Post text machine. I will get to them. We have had quite a few. But we welcome them all, and so does Grace, which is pretty good. We've got a game for Grace to play a little bit later as well. So we are going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with, oh, we need to clarify. For a long time, people were calling you Nweke. Yeah. But it's Weke. It's Weke, yeah. The N is silent, very much silent. It's almost non-existent. It's almost not there. Yeah, technically it is, but for the ease of pronunciation, just get rid of it. The N is not there. (laughs) Grace Weke is here (laughs) for the next 40 minutes. Get your questions in, double eight double three, or your calls, 0800 150 811. We'll be back in a moment. Oh, look, we're full on conversation. We're back on here, Gracie. Yeah, chuck the headphones on, mate. Chuck the headphones on. Hello. <laughs> Grace is in studio for the next half hour or so. Uh, welcome to call 0800 Let's get to the listeners' questions. This one came in at 12 o'clock when I said you were coming into oh, studio. Wow. This is from Carly in Auckland saying, question for Grace, what makes Dame Nolene such a great coach? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot, actually. I think there's just something about her, and a lot of people say this, that she just, um, she commands respect, but not in a way that is, like, like cocky or, like, arrogant. Like, she just goes about her business, and you just listen to what you're told. So I think there's so much buying from the players around her and belief in what she's doing that we all just, like, have this sense of unity around our game plan and what we want to do and it just comes out on court but then also to the flip side to that she's a really awesome person and she's like personable and um caring you know she really cares about you and so you feel comfortable and safe in that environment as well as having a lot of like I wouldn't say the word is fearful but like a lot of respect for her and what she does I get the feeling she she takes the time to get to know you as a person and then figures out the best way to get the best out of you. Like some of you will probably need a kick in the bum and some of you probably need a cuddle. Would that be fair? Yeah, definitely. I think she knows what each person is kind of like and what makes them tick. Like she's obviously seen a lot of the players around for a number of years and the new ones she's gotten to know. But there definitely I feel there also is an element of separation where like it's not club netball and like she's not your mum, so it's not like a... a kind of like best friends relationship, but it's a relationship where she knows how to get the best out of you. Mm. Um, Zaid, I said we had a text from Zaid, and you said, oh, my God, Zaid, I know Zaid. Uh, <laughs> he does yeah. because he says, I have a question for Grace. Um, uh, it says, uh, do you also go to basketball? Do you play basketball? I played basketball for a year when I was in high school and I was awful. So I will not be returning to the basketball court. I do not. It was just shuttles the whole time. I don't like having to run that much. And I went into the post and I shot the ball like a netball player and everyone just like blocked me or stole the ball out of my hands. And I was waiting for a call that didn't come. So it's definitely not for me. I do enjoy watching basketball, but I 
don't like playing it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. And he also said, how annoying is your brother Precious? <laughs> I know uh, because my brother is good mates with Precious, um, yeah. her brother. Yeah, Baden is Zade's brother and, yeah, Precious. The two of them, yeah. Precious is, you know what, to be fair, he has matured a lot. I love my brother now, but if you'd ask me this question maybe like two or three years ago, I would have a different answer for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, question for Grace. No name to this text. Question for Grace. What was it like coming up against defender Jeeva Mentor, considering she's been playing international netball since before you were born? Yeah. <laughs> that is a very funny fact. Yeah. Um, it was very tough. I debuted against Jeeva, actually, and I'd say that my debut was pretty awful. So that's probably answers the question. It was very challenging. Um, she just knows how to move her body but your body at the same time and really confuse the space and she's not very overly physical so you're not going to get those calls all the time but she is just so smart in what she does especially the stuff off the ball like and like intimidation wise that you just feel like you're just trying to fight your way through the game do they is there ever any chat from defenders yeah people always ask me about sledging and i have been very lucky to not be on the receiving end of anything bad um nothing to like Definitely internationally, nothing. I'd say more so in the ANZ Premiership <laughs> because we know each other that we can just say stuff. But internationally, I've never had anything said to me. So even if you like put up a bad shot and you guys didn't get the rebound lost, they don't just say, nice shot, Grace. Nothing like that? No, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I think it made me really sad, actually. So I'm glad that I haven't been on the receiving end. Yeah. Um, you became a training partner of the Mystics in 2019. Yeah. Um, and you, you were in that training squad. You played a little bit of Beko. It's good that the Beko League was there and, yeah, and the sure. training partnership type arrangement is there. So you don't have the pressure of the top, top stuff. How much does it help having a tier underneath and being a training partner with an, an organisation like the Mystics? Yeah, it's so massive. I think my pre-season being a training partner, it really allowed me to understand what it was like to be in the ANC Premiership and be a fully contracted player but not have the pressure of actually having to take the court or the pressure of performing at that level. So I got to learn and like connect with the girls, but still be able to go and play with my mates at Beko and, and perform there and then just figure out what the next steps were. When you started in the premiership, um, there were some players still playing, uh, some amazing defenders. New Zealand make, have had some amazing defenders. And I'm yeah. thinking like, like um, Casey Corper, yeah. Katrina Rore, Sulu, Jane Watson, Karen Berger, um, Scar Anna Harrison. Mm. How much having really good defenders at domestic level does it help you as a shooter having them test you every week? Yeah, it's massive. You can't get better unless you play against the best. And so to come up against players like um, Casey and when I played against Sulu, like it was just like the biggest challenge in every game. You really have to... They just show you what, you what you're not good at and you have to go back and learn and figure out how to combat their defence. And so it's so massive having such quality players in New Zealand that we can play against. And our defenders are all different. Like They all have different qualities. Like um, <clears throat> I, I love watching Ali Timu. Like yeah. She is a swooper. She's like an albatross completely in flight all the time. And mm -hmm. every ball that's going to the circle is in threat of getting intercepted. Uh, Anna Harrison was the same, wonderful interceptor. And then you've got... Ones that just, they're like they're Velcroed to your dress because they just <laughs> never leave your side. Yeah. So how much work do you do in the lead up to study the defenders and therefore modify your game? Yeah, definitely. Like um, in the ANZ Premiership, you know, the week before that game, if we're playing tactics or playing steel, you know, the defensive difference. And so 
um, in our units with the feeders and the shooters, we're talking about what we're going to do against this person or this person or how it changes or what their, what their styles are like. So you'd play a slightly different game against someone like Sulu than you would against someone like Ali um, and you'd you know, work on that or have some chats about that leading up to that week in the game. Mm. Um, some more. Que- I'm going to do the questions as they come in because you guys out there, you always text right towards the end and I never had a chance to get to all of them so I'm going to s- slowly feed them our way through. Is it true, well here's an is it true, oh, is it true that Grace is a Dallas Mavericks fan? Mavs is in... NBA. A- NBA. Oh, okay. Is that, is that where Luca plays? Luca Doncic? Do you think it's the Mavs? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I like Luca, but I'm not a Dallas Mavs fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't claim. I am hearty bucks. Giannis, that's like the bro. Like I, that's my team, so I can't claim the Mavs. <laughs> but I do like Luca. Um, someone else has says, does Grace know... I always pause and you think, <laughs> what are they going to ask? Does Grace know she's the new Irene van Dyke and all New Zealand loves her go the ferns? Look at oh, that. stop it. <laughs> I love Irene and that's um, very cool. It's actually really awesome to be compared to someone like her because she's just a legend of the game. So hopefully I can play as, around, be around as long as she has been because she's awesome. Do you get to hang out with her? Do you get to chat to her? Do you have communication <laughs> with her? I remember when I first met her because she was my coach at um, New Zealand Secondary Schools. I think I was like 18. And then I ended up having her number saved in my phone. And I had to like screenshot it and show my friends that I've got Irene with a love heart saved in my phone. Like that's probably creepy, but I was so stoked. Like she's just been an amazing like mentor for me. And, you know, every now and then after a big game, she'll message me and say like, well done, so proud of you. And I think also having met her when I was still very young and fresh into this environment and seeing how much I've changed over the past couple of years. Um, yeah, it's really awesome to just have that person there as a support. How much have you changed as a person? Like, I, I was thinking, I'll help you here, I was thinking like you're 16, 17, having fun, hanging with friends last couple of years at school. Um, <laughs> and you think you're mature then, but you're not. When yeah. you look back, you go, God, I wasn't. But at some stage, you're like, geez, I have to grow up quick now. Yeah, I definitely grew up very fast my first two years of ANZ. You know, I was, I think I was like performing well on the court, but not so much off court. I was definitely learning about like being a professional in all spheres and that I was not just, I'm in an adult environment now, you have to behave like one. And so that balance of your off court life and then also like the social life and, you know, understanding that balance of being an athlete, being a student and then being a person and what, what gives and what, what you have to give and take. So done a lot of growing in that regard, yeah. Is that fear? Like <laughs> you're 19 and you sort of can't be a 19-year-old because you know what it's like, phones with cameras and yeah, you're out doing yeah. stuff and then people, I saw Grace and Mickey doing this. In fact, <laughs> the guy that just came in to pick up the painting, he might even be listening, but he, he just, he came in and he said, oh, I was at the uh, pools the other day and the Silver Ferns came in. Oh. And he said, I only know it was the ferns because of Grace, because you stand out. Oh, you yeah. know? He said, so I just quickly got out of the pool and ran away. <laughs> but oh, it's no. like everywhere, you'd walk out here and people know who you are. Right. How as a young woman is that to manage? I think definitely after um, Com Games, it's been more like prevalent that people recognise me when I'm out and about. And so... I mean, it's not like I'm going and doing crazy stuff in mm. public all the time, but I, I'm definitely more wary of how I present myself. And at Ferns, we have this thing of, like, upholding the money of the silver ferns, like, wherever you go. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, 
is this a good decision or what are you doing? Like, who are you with? Like, how do you present yourself? And I'm not like going to change who I am or like not be myself and be young, but it's definitely, you know, you make good choices and kind of think about the consequences of your actions as anyone would really. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just think it's so tough. Like I remember talking to Mark Sorensen, who's the coach of the men's um, softball team, multiple right. world champions. And he tells his players, you're a black Sox. New Zealand representative, 24-7. In season, on the diamond, yeah. outside the diamond, everywhere. Mm. And it's it can be quite restricting. It's empowering in one point, but yeah. it can be quite restricting that you've always got something tapping on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely think, like, if anything was, like, anything was to happen or if there was some sort of, I don't know, headline or whatever, it would be Grace Wicker, Silver Fern, XYZ. And so, you know you carry that and like I'm proud to represent the throne and that be who I am but also like it comes with responsibility which I think I'm starting to figure out. You're comfortable you can be 100% you, 100% authentic you or you're still yeah. figuring that out? I I don't know, it's hard. Sometimes I'm like I've got to filter myself a little bit or, or like just or just like keep things for friends or for family but mm. um yeah, I, I'd say that I'm. I am being authentic to who I am, but there's just sometimes just things that in this position that don't need to be on the internet, or you don't need to like, mm. yeah, show. Because I've found since I've been following the netball, and I was, I was, I'm relatively new to the game. Probably the last eight, nine years. Right. Um, before that, I'd watch Silver Ferns at Com Games, and that was sort of it, maybe a bit of World Champs, but that was sort of it. Yeah. But then I got invested in the ANZ Premiership, and I've got yeah. to know all you guys, and I've just seen you, like, you've you've bloomed and you've blossomed quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's testament to your teammates mm-hmm. who get around you and help you through the, the early stages. Yeah, massively. But now when we ask to interview after a match that we're commentating, you stride over. <laughs> it's just like, oh, do I have to? It's, there's none of that. It's like you've almost embraced who you are and and your level of influence that you can impart. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, like, more sure of myself in this environment and I, I think I've got a lot to say and a lot to give and so I'm happy to talk to people and answer questions or share my story and I think, yeah, there's kind of, like, power in that. Like, I, um, yeah, I feel like I know who I am and what I have to give on and off the court. So, yeah, definitely more confidence. Talking women's sport, the Rugby World Cup final was last weekend. That was, as far as sport and maximum sport satisfaction and a maximum emotional satisfaction goes, I just get goosebumps whenever I bring up that day. Yeah. How did you react to that? Yeah, it's just amazing. I think also because, like, I knew the game was happening and I wasn't able to watch it, but um, obviously we were staying at the Ridges um, for camp leading into Constellation Cup and so were the Black Ferns. So we had a little bit of a, you know, Silver Ferns, ex-Black Ferns collab and it was just cool <laughs> to, like, get to know the players. And honestly, like, so much respect for what they've done over this past month and not only just for women's rugby, but women's sport in general and just celebrating women athletes. Um, it's amazing. And, yeah, to see them, you know, win gold in front of a home crowd and in front of all their families and against a strong side like England, I think it's just so awesome and couldn't be happier for them, yeah. I've long said that the female athlete is a lot more of an open book than a male athlete. Right. I find female athletes connect with the next 
breed, and uh, you know, I've I've known Sarah Hidney for a long, long time, yeah. and her her number one goal is to inspire youth. That's the yeah. number one That's goal. Amazing. It's not World Cups, World Championships, Super Rugby titles. World's, her number one goal is to inspire youth, mm. and you see that in the way they conduct themselves. And when I go to the netball, I just love seeing the little kids watching you guys. Um, and because that's our future, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I think, like, I forget that people, like, do look up to me. I think because I'm so wrapped up in just, like, training and home and game and uni and my life that I haven't really had a look about, looked out of myself to see what people can see and, you know, see like a successful team or good games. And and I actually don't know like what kind of person, like how I'm perceived in the public. But then like you go to a game sometimes and some little girl will be like, you're my favorite player. Like, I want to be just like you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like who would want to, why would you want to be just like me? But then I'm like, wait a second, like that's actually really cool. And like, it's really special actually. And so I, I almost want to like be in a, a better person or set an amazing example just so that they can see that. But, yeah, I think, yeah, it's crazy to think that, you know, someone will look up to you like that. I'll give you an example of inspiring youth and how it can work. Um, I went to a, a Mystics Stars game, right. and a girl I worked with brought her daughter, who'd never watched netball, never been to netball. Yeah. And so when the Mystics run out, you, you have your water bottles and you give them out to the crowd. So I went yeah. to Jamie Hume and I said, can you give your water bottle to these little blonde girl sitting behind the goal? Yeah. And um, her name is XYZ. I don't want to reveal who it is. And um, can you give it to her? And she goes, yep, cool. So she ran out and she goes, oh, you must be Emma. Yeah. And she goes, yes. Yeah. She goes, I want you to have my bottle. And this Emma, the whole night, and yeah. Jamie's shooting, just fell in love with Jamie. And then they subbed her off. And she goes, where's she gone? Yeah. But she went home the next day, drew a picture of Jamie Hume, oh put gosh. it on the wall, yeah. and that is her hero. Yeah. And then That's the next amazing. game, Jamie saw her sitting there, and she ran home and goes, hi, Emma, how was your week? Just oh, yeah. that connection is mm. priceless. Yeah. And now she signed up, she's playing netball and loves it. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. That's so that's so the cool. influence people like you yeah, wow. inadvertently can mm. have. And I'm not saying that to put more pressure on you, but um <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like just just that realisation that you're not just playing for um, results. Yeah, you're playing for aspirational reasons, and I think that's really valuable. Yeah, that's massive. We got Grace Nwicky in studio. We'll take a break for new sport and weather. I think will we, Sam? We will. Yep, with the machines back up and running, uh, we'll be back with Grace. Any questions? Double eight, double three, and we welcome phone calls now. The system's back up and running. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Back with Grace after this. Tell you what, Kevin Grosswicki in studio has lifted up our tunes game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good selections. Um, one more question, then we're going to play a bit of a quiz with you. Cool. Uh, question, he's a uh, strength and conditioning type guy, Ooh, actually. Scary. Regarding innovation in netball, Grace, what or how do you think the game or training could change? Ooh. That's a pretty weighted question. Innovation in netball. I think the game has become a lot faster and a lot more physical, and I've only been in it for the past four years. 
And I think if you talk to people who have been playing for the past 10 years, they'd say the same thing. Um, and there's also a lot less, there are a lot less errors. So getting a turnover or, you know, like the, there's a few critical moments in the game that win it. So I think looking at that from an S&C perspective, like for me personally, I know that I just need to be stronger to be able to take the hits that I'm getting. But I also don't move around as much as like a centre. So I think for me massively has been like the individualised aspect of your programming because I don't need to be programmed the same way as a wing attack and vice versa. Whereas let's say in a, like a basketball team, like you all do relatively the same thing. But with netball, it's very individualised. So I think having that like person-to-person focus on what your goals are and what your position requires of you is massive. Um, and then just the speed of the game, like you've got to be able to keep up. Everyone's got to be fit enough and strong enough. Um, but yeah, I think I have always enjoyed coaches who get to know you and understand that you're different to the next person and really want to figure out what works for you individually and not just a blanket session or blanket program for everyone. Mm, I've noticed in particularly this last season, you've started to be a bit more commanding in the shooting circle. I've seen, right. not not that you throw elbows, but you can't bully me in here. This is my <laughs> office just as much as, as you, Miss Defender. And yeah. it's not that you give as good as you get, but you've, you've developed a little bit more of a, a physical presence without being physical, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I definitely tried to. I think I, like I always get told by Peter to like stand up, stand up, like don't make yourself small. I think I'm really trying to just... Um, you know, own the space and, like, be strong. So, like, as you're saying, yeah, I think I'm trying to hold my own as much as I can against some pretty good defenders, yeah. The relationship with Peter is just one of the most joyous things to see <laughs> on a netball court. Yeah. Um, she played the first two games of Constellation Cup with you and it was a dream to watch. We were up 2-0, we went to Australia, Peter didn't go, and we lost those two. Now, I'm not saying it because it wasn't Peter there, I've got a secret feeling Okay. the reason that Peter didn't go, part of the reason was they had to challenge you to have a different feeder and they had to challenge the feeders to find you. Right. What do you reckon about my theory? Yeah, I mean, could be. I don't know. I, like, w- the team was actually um, selected. Before. Pr- yeah, prior. So it was just what was decided on. I think definitely, like, any other series that we have coming up, it's looking at combinations for obviously World Cup and what we want to put out on court. And so giving everybody an opportunity. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like an opportunity for me to play with other people and for other people to play with me. And then obviously for Peter to play with other um, shooters as well. Um, Do you have a little bit more confidence when you see her in the bib, in a starting bib, or you've got over that now? I think I have... I think I have confidence regardless. I think I am more confident in the black dress now than I was when I debuted and that irrespective of who's in front of me, I think it's more confidence in myself. But definitely like having Peter out there, there's a connection there that we've built for the past three years. You can't, you don't get three years of training at no. Ferns. Mm. So it's just something that you, that we just have. And so it definitely, it makes things easier. Like we have this, you know, feel and we know, I know what she's going to do. She knows what I'm going to do. She knows my tendencies. And I think that I know her as of it now. So, yeah, I think it's just, you can't kind of buy that time. Yeah. You're the only one that knows that's what she's going to do. I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what she's going to do, really. <laughs> Gary from Upper Hutt is called in. G'day, Gary. Hey, you got a question for Grace? G'day, G'day Grace. How are you? Hey, um, good, first you. up, just a big congrats on how your career's gone so far. Thank Been you. quite a meteoric rise. Um, 
Um, you were talking about training just before. Are you yeah. aware that there's um, of the, the big training facility that's been built down here in Upper Hutt? Big training innovation centre. Sacky's he knows all about it. He's been I do here. know all of it. It's a training. No. Uh, it's amazing. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's I was gonna wondering, be... uh, are the Silver Ferns going to use that as a base? Nah, at this stage, from what I know, no. But I tell you what, once they see it, they will want to. Wow. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure the Pulse are using it as a base. And I, I don't know, Grace, maybe you should come down and have a little look at it. You, <laughs> might, you might quite like it, you know. Get and, um, you know. Yeah. I'll bring it down, yeah, well, after, I'll bring yeah. it down <laughs> after the show, Gary. You can put it on the barbecue. Yeah. I'll take Grace out to the Institute and uh, we'll sign the ferns look. up. Oh, yeah, mate, I'll tell you. They'll... they'll Open arms, I'm telling you. Oh, cool. <laughs> Come amazing. on down. That's a pretty good facility. It yeah. is. Good on you, Gary. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, the, it's a it's an amazing institute. Oh, like um, the Phoenix are basically the Hurricanes are basically the Wellington Lions. Uh, Cycling New Zealand is going to have programs there. All the fight sports. That sounds huge. It's enormous. Is it Sport New Zealand who's put that out? Or no, it's privately owned. Oh, jeez. New Zealand Institute of I was NZCIS. New Zealand Institute of Something and Sport. Uh, it's got hyperbaric chambers. It's got plunge pools, oh, hot colds. It's got the biggest interactive screen in the world. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Just been built? It's not quite finished. Oh, yeah? It's been opening in stages. Like, they're going to have about 400 rooms of accommodation as well. Oh, my goodness. Like hotel quality rooms, yeah. not just dorms, like apartments. <laughs> yeah, gee, that's awesome. I know. You're really have... huge for sport in Wellington. Mm. Yeah. One more question. One more question has come in. Question for Grace. <laughs> from Mark from Christchurch. All right. Is Grace running for Prime Minister because you got my vote? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's so funny. Definitely not. Not quite yet. Not quite. Not quite yet. Let no. her get her netball career out of the way first. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll come back with 10 questions on how well does Grace know Grace after the break? Ooh. We're back. We are back. <laughs> I gave Sam about two seconds notice to play some game show music because we're going to play a game, but we're going to get Captain K, who's the massive netball nuffy of SENZ. I didn't think anyone would be more of a nuffy than me, but it's Captain K. And we're going to, I don't know what it's called, but we're going to ask Grace about Grace. Captain K? Hello. Right, so I've come up with a quiz. Just before you do, okay. um, music-wise, uh, I've got Squid Game. Yes. Grace, you watch Squid, Let's Squid Game? actually watch it. Oh, oh, so you, oh we no. can't play it. We can't play Squid Game. We can, but... Uh, <laughs> we could do March Madness. We could do the NFL theme. Uh, we could do the chase. Let's do the, the chase. chase. You want to do yeah. the chase? All yeah. right, I'll, I'll, kick, it off. I'll kick it off officially. Welcome to the chase tonight. That was my Bradley Walsh staff. I'm never doing that again. Do you right. think you can beat the chase? Do you think if you think you've got you what staff, it takes? That's <laughs> right. not bad from staff. I'd, yeah. Right. What I've done is I've put together a quiz of how well does Grace Wiki know Grace Wiki. This will be good. Grace, you know I've uh, I've been following your career from the start, so I've, I've uh, <laughs> compiled some of my uh, favourite questions. I'll tell you what, there's cool. uh, there's ten here. I've done five nice and five not so nice. How long do we get on the clock, Sam? Two minutes. Like oh, for the ten questions. Yeah. I think we just go through all ten, don't we? Okay. I think we go through but all I like ten. The drama of a clock sound. Ah, uh, well, we can just do that. Okay. Just to yeah, make it official. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Sixty seconds. Let's wanna, go. Well, you tell me the time will start in three, two, one, kids. Okay. Grace Wiki, time to take on the chaser. Your time will start now. 
Who did you make your Silver Ferns debut against? Chief Mentor and England Roses. Oh, nice throw. The Dublin there. We got it correct in there. Two points. Who captained your debut? Who was the Silver Ferns captain? Ooh. Gina Crampton. Oh. (gasps) Actually correct. So, yes, I knew that would get you. No, no, no. No, that's incorrect. Incorrect. Wait, sorry. Can I try again? It was Gina, man. Was it? Oh no, it was meals. It was meals. <laughs> Grace, oi Grace, I'll give you a clue. Okay, she is going to yell at you for not getting this right. Oh, I know who it is. Was it Sulu? It was Sulu. <laughs> Sulu was correct. Sulu captained your oh debut, God, according to really Nepal bad. New Zealand. That's really bad. I'm going to fact check that. To the nearest 10, how many points did you score in the Mystics Premiership winning season? Overall? Mm-hmm. Was it 500? I saw something about 500. Man, you're humble. I'll give you one more guess. Way off. Okay. Okay, higher. 680? <laughs> Grace. The clock's also running out, it's by the way. Not that yeah, that's relevant. No, no, no. It's relevant. <laughs> Grace, I've got here 852. No. Really? On the official ANZ Premiership website, yes, it was. you have 852, Grace, you humble. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. Here we go. What was the name of the arena you played all Commonwealth Games matches at? Oh. Uh, the NEC? Got him. Got him. I didn't think you'd get that one. Here we no, go. We Next one. Track. <laughs> Moving on. What year did your close friend and partner in crime, Peta Toyava, make her Silver Ferns debut? What oh. year? I know she's listening too. Do you reckon? Hey, Pet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Have a guess. I'm going to go 2017. So close. Grace, you're so close. Uh, No, you've gone the wrong way. It was 2018. We'll spare the guessing game. Okay. How many ANZ Premiership teams has your captain, just remember that, your (laughs) captain, Sulu Fitzpatrick, played for? A few. Um, Okay, so she's played for Stars. She's played for Pulse. She's played for Mystic. She's played for Magic. She's played for the Steel. Has she played for the Steel? Yes. She's played for five teams. That's what I got. That's yeah. what I've got. That's what I've got down. I didn't think you'd get Hurry that up, one we've either. We've only got a minute left. Which arena was the 2021 Grand Final played at? Oh, Spark Arena. How many cans of Coke did Rob Wright say he drank every day? Easily ten. Is that right? Ten? Ten plus? Oh, look, I'll accept 10 plus. The answer was 16. Okay. Grace, did you know that you still have a World Athletics page? And your last entry was for high jump in 2018 in Dunedin. What was your performance? Not great. Um, I want to say, like, 165. Oh, you were so close. It was 1.63 I've got here on the World Athletics. But, yeah, I didn't know that. You still had your one. Last question. Ten seconds. This question does not have an answer, so you're going to have to do it. Who was the hardest defender you've ever come up against? Um, ooh. Five seconds. Four seconds. You can think about it and we'll get your answer after the break. We have a minute before news. Grace hasn't spoken to me the whole ad break because she's been thinking about hardest defender. <laughs> Who's the hardest defender? Hardest defender, when I debuted, 
Jeeva Mentor easily that game was awful for me um, and then domestically playing against Sulu when she was at Pulse was the hardest defence I've had to deal with ever Cool, well Grace Wicket amazing, thank you so much for an hour I've absolutely loved it, could go for My another pleasure. hour, so we might have to get you back in one day and do it all again uh, maybe we could get a get a show for you, you can host, you can show. sit in this chair you can Stop sit in this it. chair, Grace we wish you well, you've you. um, started a, a career with a lot of grace and poise and uh, we wish you all the very best and I know all the listeners do go well uh, rest up and we can't wait to see you back on court thank you life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um, polishing off this wine that's tough life's pretty good with a Trex deck composite decking with no hard maintenance Trex the world's number one decking brand